Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Palin Thing Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yakas, for all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories. Go to yakadgets.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to Pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the153angler.com. So join with me as together we dive into the tips and techniques that will help make us better anglers out on the water. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lavery. And I um, have a great show for you this evening. Um, continuing on with my uh, kind of back to the basics series, looking at uh, lures and stuff that I feel like the, the beginning anglers should really take a look at. And um, in uh, kind of my search, I came along the topwater category and um, I kind of started digging through my tackle box, looking around for some of the loop, uh, lures that I started with uh, on topwater that I really had success with almost right away. And uh, one of the ones that stuck out with me, uh, stuck out to me right right off the bat was the uh, head and lures, um, like the uh, spook and um, the torpedo. So I have a couple of those lures here with me uh, tonight. But um, I reached out to uh, Hedden on their uh, Facebook page, and I was luckily, lucky enough to find our guest for this evening, Mr. Dustin Elder. So I'd like to welcome him to the show. Uh, welcome, Dustin. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm really happy to be here to talk to you tonight. I'm just glad you got a hold of us on Facebook and we're able to meet up and talk a little bit. Definitely, man. I, I love to uh, sit and chat with anybody who will talk fishing with me for a while, so I appreciate you coming on. I, I know you have your hands full, literally, uh, which is why uh, for those folks watching on uh, YouTube, his uh, camera's not on. He's got uh, his arms full of uh, a youngin, right? I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I've got a, I've got my three-month-old son here, and uh, we're sitting outside on my porch because if I bring him inside, he will just scream bloody murder. <laughs> so I've got him sitting out here with me, just bouncing him on my knee and listening to the crickets. So he's he's uh, subdued at the moment. 
three months old and already loves the outside. That's awesome. Yeah, man. If you live in Southern Arkansas, you've got to be that way. <laughs> I hear that. Cool, man. Well, um, why don't you uh, just give the folks a brief introduction to yourself, uh, who you are, where you're from, and how you got into fishing and how you got started with it. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Well, my name's Dustin Elder. I work as the pro staff manager at Pradco Outdoor Brands, which is the parent company to brands like Head & Lures, Booyah, Bandit, Norman, a, a lot of really cool fishing brands. And uh, well, I started fishing originally with my dad and my grandpa growing up. My dad, he was a, a touring pro on a couple of different local circuits, and he fished a lot of a lot of Bassmasters Opens and things like that. And he, he basically just tried to burn me out of bass fishing, but didn't do a very good job of it because <laughs> here I am today. And, uh, well, I you know started fishing tournaments. I got fishing tournaments at college at the University of Arkansas. And I realized this is what I wanted to make into a living. So I, uh, you know, was studying around. And my dad, he has a really great friend that is now the general manager of Pradco Outdoor Brands. And I reached out to him and said, you know, I'd like to, like to have an internship or anything that I can do, you know, I'll sweep the floors there just to get a chance to, to, you know, do something. And he set me up with an internship about gosh, probably seven years ago when I was a junior in college. And well, it turned into my full-time job after college. And here I am, I've, I've been working with them for five years now and I absolutely love it. It's the, it's not work. It's absolutely play every single day. Oh man, that sounds, I, I'm sure I can speak for a lot of our listeners who say and tell you that sounds like a dream job, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it sure is. It's, I mean, all I do is I work with different fishing lures. I get to, you know, talk to our pro staff like Jason Christie, Stetson Blaylock, Micah Fraser, Luke Palmer, guys like that on a daily basis. So, I mean, it's, it's just really cool, man. How often do you get to go out fishing then? Uh, I go quite a bit. I actually do a lot of our video content and I help with all of our social media channels. That's why I was able to talk to you on our head and Facebook. I create content almost, I'd say at least once a week, I'm out on the water trying to get videos, pictures, any type of uh, social media content. So I'm lucky to be able to do that. That's really cool, man. So that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great, man. I actually just recently, I, uh, I decided to make a move down to Mount Ida, Arkansas, where I'm from. It's pretty much on the banks of Lake Washita so that I can fish a little bit more and just work remotely. So just recently been able to do that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Uh, I was just going to ask you that, that that gives you the opportunity to work remotely. But where were you before that? Uh, where is uh, the, the home base of your company? Uh, our main office is located in Fort Smith, Arkansas, so pretty much the northwest corner of the state. Okay. Yeah, about, about an hour and a half from where I am now. Okay. Well, cool. That's cool that, you know, also gives you the flexibility to work, you know, remotely and kind of, you know, go where you need to go. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, my boss, he's really flexible. He allows me to, you know, to help out with my wife here at home and take care of our two children and then also go into the office a few days a week. So it's, it's an awesome environment. I, I love the company. <laughs> That sounds amazing, man. Well, I'm sure you could talk a lot about a lot of different lures then uh, if, you know, uh, are you involved with all of those different ones like Booyah and, and all those or do you kind of focus on heading or? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm familiar with every single brand we have. I'm really close to brands like Hedden, Cotton Cordell, Norman and Smithwick. Those are the ones that I work with the most. But I mean, I, I know a little bit about just uh, every brand that we have. Nice, nice, cool. I, I might have to have you on again then uh, for some of those other ones. Yeah, because, of course, uh, I love that. <laughs> but uh, I figured tonight we'd uh, talk about um, you know the Hedden ones specifically. Um, I know uh, you know just from my experience with them, 
you know, I, the spook has been around for a long time. I was reading that Hedden itself had, had been around, that started in the 1890s. Yes, uh, it, it sure did. That's crazy. Uh, or I guess 1898. So it's uh, one of the, I guess, the oldest lore company still producing uh, lures in the U.S. So that's a lot sure of history is. there. That's cool. Yeah, it's a really awesome company. It is, yeah started in the late 1890s and still making lures today and still making some shapes that we had in the 1930s and 40s, like the Zara Spook and the Torpedo and the Lucky 13. Well, I guess if it ain't broke, don't change it, you know, right? So if exactly. it worked back then, it's going to work now. That's right. So, well, that's cool, man. Uh, so I guess most of the those lures are focused on topwater, correct? They sure are. We've got a few subsurface lures, but Head and it's a, you know, it's a legendary brand based on topwater fishing. Okay. So um, when you're uh, looking, what, what makes you reach for a Head and Lure out of your tackle box? What, what conditions are you seeing or what kind of, uh, what time of year, what are you focusing on when that's your go-to lure? Oh, well, I would say that the, the head and the most people are familiar with in like aggressive bass fishing would be the, uh, the spook style topwater, which, you know, you hear a lot of guys talk about a spook. It's just the, it's the tried and true walking bait that all the pros use. Everybody reaches for it from, you know, the beginner angler to the, the veteran that's fishing the opens. I mean, that, that's, that's what I would say I reach for most whenever I talk about head and lures and that's, uh, you know, anytime they're biting top water, if the water's 55 degrees and up, I'll, I'll throw a spook. It's, you know, just a wonderful walking bait. It does well in all water types and conditions because we have, you know, great color patterns from bone all the way to, you know, the translucent patterns. And uh, it works really great probably with, I'd say, I'd say the best conditions are when it's a little bit calmer, less ripple on the water. That's when I'll reach for a spook. But, you know, we have several other shapes in heading as well, like the torpedo and the, uh, the, the spitting image and the popping image that work great in, you know, other conditions where there's a lot of chop. So we, we've got it pretty much all covered for topwater season. Okay. I was definitely curious. I, I have some of each of those. Like uh, I, um, I have the a torpedo here with me. That's a little bit smaller. This one actually is called the baby torpedo that I have, I think. Yeah. And um, so what would make you uh, go for that over, uh, are you just trying to match the hatch there or the forage? Oh, uh, well, go I, I would say a torpedo, that is the perfect beginner's topwater because you can't fish it wrong. You can throw that bait out in one of the three sizes that we have. You can pop it like a popper. You can, you know, chug it. It just it, it glides across the top with that little prop and makes a disturbance. You can even just straight reel it on top like a whopper popper, and it'll catch fish. It's it's a proven fish catcher, and it's easy to work. So that's one that I will start with. That's one that I'll start my son on when he's, you know, five or six years old. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, it's In my experience, I've always thrown it um, kind of along riprap shores, that kind of thing. It, what kind of um, environments are you looking to throw it in? Like, uh, is that where you generally throw it? Are you beating the banks with it? Or are you uh, just uh, looking for fish on maybe a fish finder or something? And uh, Typically for that one, I'm just, you know, beating the bank. I'm throwing it up against vegetation, grass, any type of shoreline cover. It works really good up against the shoreline. That's why it's really great for a beginner because it's an excellent pond bait or someone that's, you know, just walking the banks, throwing on logs and stuff. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's, that's generally, I, I think I, the first time I saw a video uh, of it being used, it was being used kind of right along uh, a riprack bank. And so that's what made me start throwing it there. And I've had a lot of luck with it. Uh, usually in the morning, um, you know, 
when the sun's first coming up, that's usually when I have my most luck with it. Um, but uh, it's definitely something I find easier, easy to do. It's nice because you can, uh, to me, I, I feel like I can keep it in the strike zone longer than like a whopper plopper. I feel like, you know, if you're burning a plopper through an area, it's just cast after cast because you're trying to keep it in that same area where with these, uh, the walking baits like the spook and the torpedo, you can just sit there and, you know, slowly walk it back and forth. And it's just staying right in that area where you, you know, can maybe elicit a strike a little bit better. Yeah, you, you can make them mad with those two types of lures, and it's just a you know a totally different action that you know, a lot of people don't throw throw a torpedo anymore. So bass are kind of getting stupid to it again. <laughs> yeah, that what you know that's I, th- I feel like the industry goes in cycles a lot, and you know what what old get what's old gets to be new again, and you know when people put it away for a while, and and then all of a sudden somebody will start throwing it again and have a lot of luck because you know the bass just haven't seen it and. Uh, I think that's definitely true for, uh, you know, the torpedo. Um, I've been starting to see more videos on YouTube. Uh, when I, I did a few searches right before the show, just to look to see what was out there. And there are definitely, uh, some people picking it up again. So, uh, I think, you know, it's going to pay off for those guys who, uh, you know, give it a chance again. So certainly will it's, it's, you know, it's excellent. I love it for kayak fishing rivers. If you're fishing anywhere near smallmouth, it's, it's a must have. Definitely. Definitely. I, uh, I was just going to say uh, earlier this year, we had a, a mayfly spawn. I live uh, in Pennsylvania, right on the Susquehanna River, which is a smallmouth factory. And, um, oh, for sure. This year, yeah, this year when we had the uh, mayfly spawn, uh, it seemed like topwater was, you know, killing it because the, 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 the smallies were looking up, you know, they were watching the surface. So um, anything you could throw and just, you know, walk back and forth on the surface, make some commotion, they were nailing it and uh so that's uh kind of where i cut my chops on it initially um and then you know started looking around for other places to throw it um so um as far as um the equipment that you use are you uh throwing in mostly on spinning uh setups or do you throw it on anything on casting i know they're mostly light lures now the 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 uh super spook junior i have here is has a has some knock into it you can hear it so that one has a little bit more weight that you might be able to throw it on a, a bait caster but most of my uh, experience has been on a uh a spinning round uh yeah for a lot of the smaller type lures like the torpedoes and uh you know the popping image things of that nature i'll put them on a spinning rod with uh you know eight or ten pound monofilament line but for the spooks or any of the walking bait varieties i like to throw it on a medium action casting rod with 12 to even 20 pound monofilament because those those fish, those baits catch really big fish so i like to always be prepared <laughs> okay okay i i'm still getting used to bait casting i um you know I, i'm obviously you know that's where my noob title comes from uh i'm better than i was when i started this podcast but uh i'm still uh kind of on the newer end of uh, uh using the bait cast right i started out with spinning stuff and you know picked up the bait caster maybe a year and a half ago. So, um, I still tend to lean towards spinning more, but I'm starting to learn more and more with the bait caster getting better and better with them. I think I have like four or five now. So, um, picking up, but I, I, just definitely tend to lean towards <laughs> spinning rods, but I will have to try that. Um, now the biggest one I have is the, the super spook junior. So I understand there's quite a few sizes up from that. So I imagine when you're getting up in those bigger sizes, then, you know, definitely you're getting into casting rod territory at that point. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, when you get into the the one knocker spook or the super spook that weigh around an ounce or a Zara spook, you definitely need to be, you know, packing a little bit more heat with your gear. <laughs> yeah, and definitely up in your line sizes from kind of the stuff that I tend to use. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll even go to braid if I'm using the bigger, the super spook or the one knocker, just, you know, because you can zip that thing out there so far. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, right. Braid definitely casts. Do you usually uh, do straight braid then, or do you do braid to a leader? Uh, I typically, if I'm throwing braid on top water, it's just braid tied directly to it. Okay, okay. And um, are you running like uh, braid to match the water, or are you running like high vis braid? We just did a, my last week's show was all on uh, on fishing line, so we talked a lot about oh, okay. you know, uh, the different types of fishing line and different applications. So it's fresh in my mind, but. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't go too crazy when I'm throwing a topwater with braid. I just throw plain old 30-pound uh, Power Pro up to maybe 50 if I'm throwing an even bigger bait. Just old okay. green Power Pro braids that I like to throw. Now, th these are um, treble baits, so uh, do you tend to keep them away from cover, or you cast right up against cover and you do pretty well just walking them away from it? Oh, I, yeah, I'll, I try to put everything right up against something. I mean, even if I'm throwing a spook up against the bank, the closest I can get it to a stump or a lay down or the grass, you know, anything like that. I mean, I'm trying to put it right there. I think um, that was another reason why I started throwing it on the river is because I could walk it over top of the grass and not get it hung up in the grass like a lot of my other treble bait uh, hook, uh, treble hook baits would do. Um, it worked really well for uh, just walking it and uh, bass would explode out of that grass and just annihilate it. So. I feel like that's definitely a good technique for it. Anything, any bait that I can use that can walk over the grass without, you know, snagging it, especially because, you know, we have treble hook, you're going to triple your odds of, you know, getting a hook in the fish. Um, but it also tends to hook a lot of grass if you're down in the grass. But when you can walk over top of it, um, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, man, for sure. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the, the bigger uh, baits that I'm, I'm not as familiar with, can you talk a little bit about those um, and kind of uh, when you reach for those? Uh... Yeah, of course, man. Well, uh, you know, I'll just go through the spook varieties. We have a perfect. Yes. A, a, we have the Zara Puppy, which is a small three inch top water, weighs about a quarter of an ounce. And we got it goes up to a Zara Spook, which is a four and a half inch top water. Both of those are silent, and they're built in an older style with some, like, uh, traditional metal hook hangers and older style hooks. And then we have a what I'd call your professional series. We've got our Super Spook series, which comes in four different sizes. It comes in a, a Super Spook that's a five-inch lure that weighs an ounce. We have the uh, One Knocker Spook. It's four and a half, weighs three quarters. We have the Super Spook Junior, which is three and a half inches, weighs half an ounce. And then we have new for ICAST 2021, we have the three-inch long Super Spook Boyo, which weighs three-eighths of an ounce, has, you know, it's pretty much just a downsized Super Spook Junior. But for the bigger sizes, like the One Knocker, the Zara Spook, or the 
super spook. Uh, it's all about matching hatch, man. It's if you're seeing big gizzard shad or if you're seeing, you know, bigger threadfin shad, three and a half, four inches long. It's, it's sometimes it's a good pick to you know pick up one of those larger topwaters and see if you can get a bigger bite. Or you know, if you're around schooling fish and you're fishing a tournament, and you know you're just traditionally catching smaller fish on the you know the super spook junior or a smaller walking bait. You know, tie on that big one, throw it in there and see if they'll hit it. Cause you never know a bigger fish will always eat a bigger bait. Traditionally, those are about the two situations where I'll pick up the biggest models. Okay. Okay. Um, but otherwise you tend to lean for the middle of the road and, and up or downsize depending on, uh, how you're doing. Yeah. Well, and then my part of the country around, you know, the Washtaw mountain area, like Washtaw, Hamilton, the gray, all these, we have really small bays. So I tend to stay with the boyo and the junior just because of that's, that's what I get bit on here. Right. Right. Now I, I, even here in PA, I tend to not go super crazy. Uh, you know, the biggest baits I'll throw are generally, you know, five to six inches long, basically you know i have a few of the bigger ones but i i either through not giving it enough time or just you know the environment i i don't have a ton of luck or or confidence in them but uh as i go smaller my confidence definitely builds so yeah same here man people that live on like lake fork sam rayburn (laughs) you know some of the bigger bigger bodies of water they can go for those bigger ones but I, i just like the smaller walking baits Right. Right. For sure. And, um, but like you said, they, they still can catch big ones. You know, I've seen so many pictures online of people who are, uh, catching huge bass on, you know, even the smaller lures, uh, the smaller like torpedo and stuff. I, I know a guy from my local lake who, uh, said his biggest bass came on a torpedo right along the the bank. So, yeah, I uh, mean, elephants do eat peanuts. (laughs) That's a good line. I'll have to remember that one. Yeah, man, for sure. Cool. Um, so um, you want to talk a little bit about the hardware that's on the baits? I know you said um, like the smaller baits have kind of an old, older style um, hooks. Um, what what what's different between them and the uh, the bigger baits? Oh uh, well, I would say like we have the two models called the Zara Spook and the Zara Puppy, and the Torpedo series. They all have a uh, stainless steel hardware. They don't have uh, like new style hook hangers and split rings. They rather just have traditional hook hangers where they don't have as free of movement. That's just because they, you know, they're built in that older style like they were originally. We just kind of, you know, put better components on them. They've got good sharp hooks and everything, but it's not like the traditional black nickel hooks you see today. But with the uh, the Super Spook series and all the models that encompass it, we have premium black nickel hooks, split rings, good hook hangers you know quality components built into them because you're paying a little bit more for those but you know you, you need a little bit more whenever you're fishing a bait that costs a little more and you're going after some different fish right you want to make sure you have the hardware included to, to pin those fish and and not lose your bait too at the same time so yeah yeah for sure man and we offer all these models in a saltwater version as well and they come with stainless steel hooks for fishing in the you know the, the gulf coast or anywhere like that I was just gonna. I thought I forgot about that. I was looking at uh, a website that had all of the lures, and I I didn't realize there was as much saltwater as well. But it makes sense. Um, and uh, those, I guess, would have stainless steel hooks, so they don't rust. Is that correct? Yeah, they got stainless steel hooks, and they've got a little bit stronger hardware within them. So you know, toothy critters and stuff like that. When they bite a hold of them, they're not gonna bust all that plastic. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
How about uh, I, I saw, like you said, the you have the uh, the chugging or the uh, the chugging uh, spooks and stuff. What makes you go for those? Uh, I, you also have some poppers. Uh, the popping image looks like. Um, yeah. When would you opt for those over uh, a regular spook? Oh, the chugging spook's really cool. What it is is it is just like a super spook or a super spook junior, but it has a cupped out mouth. Same body. You know, same everything, but it's got a cup mouth to make it more like a pencil popper action. And it just provides, you know, whenever it's walking along like a spook, it just picks up a little bit more water. You know, in case you got, you know, a little bit more disturbance on the water, you're fishing around heavy wind or anything of that nature. And you need to bring some fish up and see the bait. That's whenever I'll pick it up. If I'm fishing, you know, in the storm front or something of that nature, I'll pick up that chugging spook. Okay, when there's already a little more chop on the water and you need to kind of distinguish between just the chop and you and your bait. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, whenever you're fishing, you know, heavy winds and there's quite a bit of waves going on, when you're fishing a spook, it's just gliding over the top of them. But right. You, need, you know, you need that chugging model to be able to kind of dig some water and just, you know, make bass look up and see it. Gotcha, gotcha. And I look, I was looking on this, it uh, looks like there's a, a Lucky 13, too. That's a little different. Uh, that has a bigger cupped face. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Lucky 13 is actually the oldest lure in our entire brand. It's been around since the 1930s. It is just a really cool wooden lure. It's built with that extra long lip on it to be a chugger. It's not a popper or anything. What it's for is for casting out and just, you know, with a long sweep of your rod tip, you chug it underneath the water. It'll dip and dive and push a lot of water. Yeah, uh, I was just going to share my screen here, I think, because I have it here. If I can show... Whoops, let me see, current tab. Is this it? Whoops, that's the wrong one. Let me switch here. Uh, I was going to try and go through some of these on this site. Uh, let me see. Got to find the right tab. Sorry, folks. I'm, let's see. I can remove this stop screen. There we go. I'll share. Share screen. There it is. So there is what the uh, Lucky 13 looks like for the folks watching on YouTube. So you can see it has a much bigger cup face. It, and it actually is wooden still. Um, uh, yep, still made out of wood. Yeah, it's cool. still made out of the same exact components as it was. That's awesome. You know, talk about going old school, but man, it if it works, it works. That's pretty cool. For sure, man. It's a really great bait, and we've actually got a good video on our head in YouTube. It's it's of me fishing the lure in the uh, up in Dewajack, Michigan, where Hedden started. I fished it in the original pond that Hedden had actually began. So it's 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 a really cool video if anyone wants to check it out. And uh, I one thing I wanted to ask you, and 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 a lot of our listeners might already know, but when you're walking a bait, like what what is your cadence like? Are you uh, or are you mixing it up, letting the fish tell you what you uh, how they want it? Um, you start off with a, a jerk jerk pause, or walking it, or you just constantly walking it back to the boat? Oh man, I, I have it put into like three schools of thought with how I try to fish it, and I start out the same way every time. I'll start out by just walking it slow, casting it out, letting the ripples dissipate on the bait. Just, you know, it's doing a slow, solid walk, maybe stopping it every now and then. If that doesn't work, I'll speed it up a little bit. 
if that doesn't work, you know, if I'm fishing around schooling fish or casting really far, I'll walk that thing as fast as possible and imply just a couple of short pops. But I kind of let the bass tell me, you know, if they're if they're moving on it good when it's going slow, that's that's the way I take it for the day. But I'll move through those three, you know, pretty much every time out on the water fishing it. Okay. And um, do you keep that uh, same kind of uh, retrieve with like the poppers or the and the the torpedoes, or do you? I know you said uh, with the torpedo you can kind of straight retrieve it like a whopper plopper almost. Or uh, with the torpedo, I like to do typically a lot slower action than I do with the spook. I'll just kind of pop it like I would a pop R. Let you know, let the rings dissipate around it. Pop it again. Let the rings dissipate. Pop it again. And you know, if the fish are a little more aggressive, I'll pop it kind of quick. You know. And only give a second in between, but most of the time I'll give it three to five seconds in between every pop. You're letting the uh, the rings from the pop go away before you start popping again. That's traditionally how I like to do it because that bait you're throwing it up against shallow cover and the bass can get spooked really easy. So I like to do it that way. Gotcha. No, no, that's good. Uh, definitely a, a good tip. I, I feel like I might have been working that a little faster than I should have been hearing that. So yeah, man, slow is the best with the torpedo. Okay. And um, how about the the spook? I guess is the similar you, you, like where you're just uh, you're doing that slow cadence to start and then pick it up a little bit until you figure out what speed they want. Yep, yep. I always just start slow because you know that seems to be the most natural approach. And then you know if that's not working, I try something a little different, go a little faster, and I keep going faster until I can figure it out. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to cover with those um anything else you can think of with fishing the spook or the torpedo that uh you know sticks out in your mind that somebody just picking it up might need to know uh not really man i mean that gives you a pretty good overview of you know how to pick it up and start fishing with it perfect perfect you know that's cool um well yeah that's that's kind of the 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 nuts and bolts of what i wanted to talk about tonight so i figured um, I give you a chance. Do you have anything uh, you can share that's in the works or, you know, anything you're excited about that's coming? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I can give a little piece of that. We just started just recently. Uh, you know, we've got a, a, a new variant in the torpedo line and we got a few new variants in the spook line that we're working on. And that's about the most I can share right nope, now. Nope, that's they're, cool. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be really innovative and cool. So I'm, I'm really excited. You know, maybe in the next year or two years we'll have We'll have a few new additions that can, you know, really catch a lot of fish. And I, I feel like, you know, you have offerings pretty much across the board for topwater that, you know, you're going to be able to find something that'll work uh, on a given day. You know, if you have a few of those different lures in your tackle box, you should be able to find something that'll work. You know, if topwater's working, you guys have something that'll cover how it's working you know oh yeah we sure do i mean you can check us out on lurenet.com and type in head and lures on there and i think we got something that everyone from everywhere across the country can fish with awesome awesome um do you have uh any other uh social media you want to shout out i know i found you on facebook uh, uh where else do you post your content to oh uh, well we got head and lures on facebook instagram and then we also have at lurenet.com we have a facebook and instagram for them as well i recommend going to lurenet signing up for our newsletter you'll get a lot of really cool blogs featuring heading a lot of videos uh, support of that nature and some pretty cool discount codes and things to order some product that's definitely cool yeah so uh guys uh listeners go on and Check that out, uh, learnnet.com. That's actually the site that I had pulled up and was uh, kind of looking through the pictures 
Uh, that's where that uh, lucky 13 came from. So uh, anything else you wanted to share with the folks or if you're, uh, we got about a half hour in, so that's, that's pretty good. Oh, I'm not, not, nothing I can think of right now, man. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, again, I, I appreciate your time, uh, you know, taking the time to come on and share with us. Um, I'll definitely reach out to you again with uh, maybe some of those other brands that yeah, you guys represent because uh, you guys got a lot of good baits uh, for those different names that you mentioned. And uh, definitely excited to hear some more about uh, some of those if you're down sometime. Yeah, anytime, man. Just, you know, shoot me an email and let me know. And uh, I'm sure I can make some time available to speak again. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, guys. Well, again, go on uh, to lornet.com. Check out uh, Head and Lures. Um, go give them a try if you've never tried them. They're definitely fish catching machines. And, uh, you know, from the beginner the whole way up to the pros, like you said, uh, they're going to put fish in the boat for you. So give them a try. So. All right, Dustin. Well, thanks again, uh, man. It's been awesome. Um, everybody listening, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment on the Paddle and Pin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.